Welcome back to another episode of Tights and Fights. Thank you all for hanging out. Please be sure to go on to uh, those iTunes podcasts or wherever podcasts are that you can rate. There's different places, right? I don't know. Anyway, go to where you can rate podcasts and hit those fives, much like the Cool Ship says. So Cool Ship said, this is everything you could ever want in a podcast and that Hal will put over Chris Jericho. <laughs> I will. And he will. How we'll put over Chris Jericho. So go ahead. If y'all want to start seeing some Tights and Fights merch, if you want to be able to uh, see if maybe we can do a show in your town, we got to get those reviews up. I ain't coming. <laughs> we got to get those reviews up so that folks know um, that, that it is worth the investment. So uh, go on to the places and hit the fives, and we love you. Okay, bye. Tights and Fights Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. India, golf, hotel, tango, Sierra, and fights. <laughs> Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm... I should have gone away from my text messages. You're a person. I... <laughs> I miss... <laughs> Please don't edit this out, I beg you. Let him, let him see by the curtain. I'm just a guy rolling dials around. I'm Mr. Eat, Sleep, Podcast, Repeat, Hal Loveland, and I'm joined by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, Mrs. Sasha Banks, Danielle Radford. Hello, we're doing well, thanks. Oh, boy. <laughs> and the man who successfully cashed in money in the bank as many times as Baron Corbin, Mike Eagle. Ha, 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 fuck that guy. Oh. Poor tummy. Poor tummy. You know what? Okay. Now his tummy is frowning. That little mouth. Really sad. That tummy makes a little frowny face. <laughs> Coming up on this week's show, the slam of the summer, viscous acidic liquid, and a lot more. But first, SmackDown's main event was Jinder Mahal versus John Cena. Wake up. But who would interrupt <laughs> other than Mr. Money in the Bank, Baron Corbin? Here's what happened. It doesn't matter. He's got to go. As soon as Mike Kyoto rings the bell, this championship reign is over. Baron Corbin is about to become the WWE champion. John Cena, wait, cover. Cover by Mahal. Jinder Mahal. Can he get him? Mahal, you're covered. The winner and still the WWE champion, Jinder Mahal. It is official. It is official. The cash-in happens. Baron Corbin just lost. And to think. It all happened on free TV. (laughs) I was thinking today about how much I uh, like Jinder Mahal was behind him being champion. And now I'm watching how he's being booked as a character. And I don't get why he's supposed to be a heel. Yeah. He is not being a heel at all outside of the fact that he grimaces. He just seems like a guy who's proud of his culture. He cheats to win. No, he does. That's the only thing is really he cheats to win. But that... That is not played up enough in his promos for him to get all of the heat that he gets just for being Indian in public. I, I don't give a fuck. I popped for that celebration. Right? Yeah, I like there's yeah. the celebration's it good. It was great. It's great. Gender was dancing. Let's learn different cultures, bit. you guys. Yeah. 
Let's turn. Remember, like you'd have cultural day at school, and everyone mm. would have a diorama, and someone yeah. would be like, "My mom made empanadas," and it was like great. <laughs> Like, I really enjoyed it. And so, yeah, it was kind of like, especially this week, to see everybody getting real upset about folks singing and dancing and being cool. Ooh, didn't like it. Yeah. Not, uh, not, 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 ooh, read the room. <laughs> read the, or they are, and that's why it happened. Let's talk about the big story from the evening, which is Baron Corbin unsuccessfully trying to cash in his money in the bank contract. I mean, he, he was able to cash it in, and then he lost to a roll-up to Jinder Mahal after clocking John Cena in the head with the briefcase. Did Baron Corbin shit on someone? <laughs> I did, and I've been, I've been trying to avoid rumors since the last time we talked about that, but I did read that supposedly this was punishment for something. But that actually made me more not okay with it mm-hmm. in that context. Because, man... The things that a person has to go through to even be in and lose a money in the bank match, let alone win it, just the risk and 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 possibility of injury that happens in mm-hmm. those matches. Mm-hmm. And then for all of that to be paid off like this, it's and I don't, ugh. And it's like you can punish him all day long, but like, why are you punishing me? I didn't do nothing. <laughs> why are you giving me dumb storytelling? I didn't do anything. Yeah, I mean, they used it as a prop to further the feud between him and John Cena. He's had the briefcase for six weeks, about. Is that right? Woof. He won it in, in June, so he's had it less than two months, and it's already off the table. Yeah. And it just feels... Like a waste. It, it feels, feels like, like a waste. waste. Yeah. I get it in the sense that it it's cool to make heels look stupid, you know? Because they, they spend a lot of time making the baby faces look stupid by accident. So I'm really down with them making a heel look dumb. But, yeah, in this fashion, it didn't really serve the storyline that much better. And, and there's just so much you can do with the briefcase. There's so much they have done in history with the briefcase. This was kind of, you know, I don't know. There wasn't much to it in the end. At the Franklin Institute in Philly which is like a really great science museum. They have interactive areas for kids. And one of the areas is like you can you can build stuff out of wet sand or like some museums have that. Mm-hmm. That feels like that's what SmackDown is. It's like, <laughs> here's nothing. Build a main event, build a mid card, build an entire roster, build storylines. But like they did it. It feels like that was what they were given during the brand split. And then whoever was working on it was like, oh, but we also brought in these structural engineers who know how to build things really well. (laughs) And they were coming in and they were like, well, if you pack it like this, and then it's actually good that the sand is wet because it binds together. And then now we've just got a bunch of like, you know, oh, sand. Right. It's like a bunch of fifth grader, fourth, four year olds. It's me. (laughs) Well, Raw continues to put out superior storylines. Oh my God, Raw was really good. 100%. Raw was so hella good. Remember when I was the only one that liked Raw? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I do. Look, I'm fully willing to admit that Raw is putting out a superior product right now. And a big part of that is what's going on with Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. Oh my God! They're friends again, you guys. Finally. I felt so many things. I cried. And because they found the power of friendship, they get a shot at the Raw Tag Titles this Sunday. Guys, friendship is so beautiful, isn't it? So you popped, you cried. Oh, I cried. Ugly cry or just some tears? Um, mm, a couple tears. Not like that one, like, truly gangsta tear, yeah. but it wasn't like, <laughs> but it was definitely like my eyes welled up and I felt a couple of them go down and I was just like... Man, friendship. Like, it was definitely, it was just good. It was great. It was good. It was a, you know what? And they could have dragged this out 
And I shouldn't even say they could have. They there was a time when they would have dragged this out right. until next mania. So and it like it feels like a succinct story. How long has this been happening with a the month? kind of back and forth? Like about that, a month. Isn't that yeah. cool? Yeah, it's great. Isn't that great? And it's really a story that's been three years in the making. Yes, and, but and, and they could have like dragged this part of, and they didn't, and it was it was fantastic. And that's also part of I think what has such an emotional impact. And how instantly over are they as a tag team? Just oh my god, super instantly. I, I loved every part of that. I've loved every segment pretty much over the last month, and in this one where. The fist goes out again, and <laughs> and uh, Seth turns it down this time again, or whatever. And then they start fighting, and then the guys and like, come no, out. You have you put put my fist. My fist is there. You put your fist. And yeah, then they... they beat the guys up, and then they did it again. And then Seth looked at it like he didn't know if he was gonna do it. And then he did it, and then the place erupted, and my heart burst into confetti. And <laughs> it was incredible. Now, whose music do they come out to? What are they gonna do? Are they gonna do the weird hybrid music? Cause that sucks. Don't do that. That sucks. And Someone's got the shield music, so yeah, they can't fucking they can't use it. That. They can't use it. They can't use it. Oh, I think they'll come out individually for now. Oh, and lessens the impact. Oh, I, want I can see that, out. but it's not as strong of a visual if they don't come out together. Look, I want them to come out, and I want them to have their hands out, like, yes. you know, with fisting as, like... You want them to be fisting each other as they go. Yeah, as they're the coming way. out, I want them to be fisting. Yeah. Just full on fisting. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, part of me, lots part of, of, fisting. Part of me mm-hmm. just wants that because at certain angles it'll look like they're holding hands. Yeah, and that'll yeah. make it even more like. And that's just like, and that's not like one of those things where it's like, oh, it's funny because they're gay, but it's like, no, like that. I wish we lived in a country where men could hold hands to show their affection. They should do it backlit with them standing on the ramp like that, and it will look like oh. they're holding hands. Oh yeah. When wrestling is good, you guys, wrestling is so fucking good, right? That's it right. Uh, that's right. Let's move on. Other developments from Raw. Finn Balor taking on Bray Wyatt and Bray actually getting the W. Oh, we have to do this. And okay. what exactly was it he <laughs> right. poured on Finn after the match was over? Let's hear a clip. We would come to find out that this was a, a viscous, acidic liquid. Nigga, shut up. Bray Wyatt <laughs> just covered Finn Balor in a viscous, dark maroon <laughs> liquidy substance very, it tastes i've i've been told that it tastes like copper in your if you were to in your mouth we've, it comes from people we've <laughs> sent it to the lab for uh for analysis it does contain traces of dna <laughs> i fucking hate them so much wouldn't it have better if they did the thing was like and then it comes back and he's covered in blood isn't that better than like all of a sudden Bray's holding a fucking bucket <laughs> and, you know like, wa- and to... walks over and slowly slimes him like he said, I don't know. Problem like, is, what the fuck? Problem, that's funny, I don't know. That's hilarious. <laughs> but they couldn't have done it in the dark because then they might have missed and that would have been the funniest shit ever. <laughs> okay. The lights came back <laughs> on. He was like standing by a pool of oh blood. Oh my God. What and then he's... rolling around. <laughs> yeah. oh, what? Oh, it got on me a little. What Slipping like Jax does when he's like slipping on that ice from fucking. Whoa! Yes, how many Mortal Kombat references can I force into this podcast? I want to get some. Uh, but now we have a confirmation that Finn will be the demon. And of course, the best way you want to know about the demon oh. appearing is via a tweet from WWE oh. or a lower third or well, whatever. He did, he did. They did the interview when he was like. Bray Wyatt's got demons, and now at SummerSlam, he's going to learn that I I also have demons or whatever. The way he should have said it was like, Bray Wyatt's got demons, and at SummerSlam, he's going to meet mine. 
that's the tag, right? That's the line. But the, isn't this a little quick for the demon? Like out of nowhere? Like like clearly they just decided this week they were going to make him the demon. I think right? they were trying like, to build up to it and then they forgot to build. They didn't and do then any sometime building. This week they were like, oh, <laughs> we got to. Oh, we ordered, we ordered all this demon stuff. What are we going to do with <laughs> we it? We got a dude coming in who's going to spend like 20 <laughs> hours painting his naked body. Maybe they thought the same thing I did, which was, oh, shit, SummerSlam's this Sunday? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was next week. I knew we had an extra week to build. To be fair, I did the same thing. I'm supposed to go furniture shopping with my ex on Sunday. No. Oh, cancel no. that shit. No. He's being a sweetheart, and he's taking me because I don't have a car, and he's a very nice boy. Do that Careful. shit in the morning. No, it's going in the morning okay. so that I can see Point SummerSlam later. Yeah, no, no, no. It's it's in the morning so that I can go do SummerSlam later. Okay. I got priorities. All right. Furniture in the morning. Slam your summer at night. Slam my summer at night. Sailor warning. (laughs) (laughs) SummerSlam at night. Sailor's delight. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Uh, In an early match that was set for SummerSlam, Akira Tozawa beat Neville for the Cruiserweight title. So finally, Titus brand worldwide brought home a little gold. Was having the win happen on Raw the best move? One, two, three. Yes. Yes. What? <laughs> no. Actually, the real answer is probably doesn't matter, but go ahead and say why you think it was good. No, I think it was great. It was a great win. That thing they did at the, uh, um, I think it was just like a backstage segment or whatever. I saw it online. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard for me to say because I'm at the point now where I'm watching the Raws like the next day on Hulu, so I don't know what they cut out and what they keep. Right. But having that like that segment where they're like, all together, and Sasha's in the back with them, um, wearing our glasses. We share glasses sometimes. We have the same oh, prescription, yeah. you guys. Oh, that's good. so cute. I yeah. know. It's That's how we bonded. Um, but yeah, so that was like a very, very cute segment. Um, Tozawa saying, worldwide, was amazing and great, and one of the best fucking things that ever happened to me. And him telling Titus to calm down. Like, he was doing a thing where he was like, I think he said, like, simmer down or calm down or something. Simmer down. Um, and then Neville's reaction... I have I've only on heard Twitter. about it, but and I've heard yeah, it visually. Oh. He's 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 played into that as well. It was so good. He had like a little temper tantrum. It was awesome. I really enjoyed it. I mean, I thought it was a great raw moment. It was good. It was very feel good, and it went with the best friends feel good. And I yes. was I don't know. That's why raw won my heart back this week. Mm. And um and and I do I don't know I. I do think it would have been cool on SummerSlam, too, because, I mean, so currently there's no cruiserweight match on the four-hour show? Is that what they're going to do? Well, they're yeah. still... I no, mean, they have Neville a rematch. Still gets rematch. Oh, they have a rematch. Yeah. They have a rematch on Sunday. But it'll be not during the pre-show. It'll be during Raw Talk afterwards. <laughs> I see. That makes sense. <laughs> it's actually... Um, it's going to be when they're still building the set this week. Right. Yeah. And they're and doing it, that match right now. And it's going to be uh, exclusively on tout. Yes. <laughs> just on tout. Yes. It's just tout. If yeah. they build the ring, they're allowed to have their match, but they only get 90 seconds. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it would have been great to see it on SummerSlam, but I also think that like because of that win and because of Neville's reaction, people are going to be way more hyped to see the rematch yeah. than they would have. I, like, I think that that win, and particularly having it done like on Raw in that way, has done more for 205 Live than any of the content on Raw, I think, has this so far. Anyway, the club has inserted <laughs> themselves into the cast versus Big Show and Enzo feud. Hmm. Um, let's just move on. <laughs> but I, they beat up the Big Show's hand. That's right. Will he be able to compete? He only has one other hand. <laughs> we all know that Big Show's got that baby arm for a left hand. He can't punch with it. <laughs> that master strategist cat. I mean, look, I get it. It's good psychology, but I, I don't know. I just <laughs> let's just move on. Danielle, 
<laughs> Sorry. Waluigi uh, again. I could do a recap. As because as you know, I'm a huge fan. Oh, you're and such a everybody big fan. knows it, and they love when I talk about it. Because <laughs> you know, Lucha Underground. You and I are tied for number one, but I don't want to say anything about it. I'm gonna behave, <laughs> Danielle. So this was a weird Lucha week for me, you guys. Parts of it, the crazy parts, the nuts parts, I loved so much. And then there was like some weird shit in the ring with women that I was like not super into. Ooh, um, do so, Yeah, so Taya, who I love, who was great, and she's a great heel. The, the Rabbit Tribe, who was also great, and I love, and they're fucking fantastic. Are they women? No. Okay. They look like Grant Morrison's Invisibles if they were wrestlers. Oh, Does that God. make sense? There's so much stuff to look up. Is Taya the lady who's aligned with John Morrison? <laughs> the guy's yes. Worldwide Underground. Okay. And They're so they kept doing this later. thing where, like, every time her butt was around, they would, like, try to touch her butt or they Whoa. would do butt-related stuff. Whoa. And okay. They Butch would get stuff. really excited when she would do moves when, like, she would, like, touch them. And it the was Rabbit just Club? Rabbit Tribe. The Rabbit and Tribe. So the Booyah it. Tribe. <laughs> So it just wasn't like my favorite thing in the whole wide world because like if you're gonna do intergender wrestling, you have to leave the sexual, sexy stuff out of it. Right. Wait a minute. So she was wrestling against one of them, and they were mm-hmm. like sexualizing it. Mm. Oh boy. Not huh. That is my. Well, that I think it sounds great. Favorite. I love Lucha Underground, and everything they do is great. <laughs> oh, God. It just <laughs> don't at me. He did it. He did it. My goodness. No, Ooh. yeah, so it's one of those where it's like, mm, But that's I'm not the norm for them. No, Normally it's not, and that's it. why it's so, women are treated as competitors, and they are respected, and they're just competitors. Occasionally on commentary, someone will make hay about the fact, like, oh, it's a woman. <laughs> but that's always too. It's, it's always so, um, Ben Pito. Um, so I just, I'm not a huge fan of that. But... The thing that I am a huge fan of is that we found out. So, you know that uh, in this Joey Ryan's whole thing, we talked about this. Joey Ryan's whole thing is he's an undercover cop right. um, helping investigate what is happening in the temple. Um, so, we find out that his boss is Katrina's fucking mother. What? So, Katrina is the chick who go around licking people and she's like a demon or like death or whatever. And we find out that like she's immortal as fuck. Or like half a mortal or something. And her mom has half of this medallion. And Katrina has the other half of like this medallion. And so now so her mom. What the fuck does she need a private eye for? Yeah. Well, no, because that's it's they're cops. They're not privatized. They're they're cops. They're, but they're immortal. They're immortal so cops? It'll all, it's, no, immortal, the cops aren't immortal. So who's but immortal? The, but his boss <laughs> is the mother. She yes. has half the amulet. She's yes. immortal. And the we, daughter is immortal. I don't know if that was confirmed. I'll have to go back. And I, again, I'm sorry. I should have rewatched it, but I watched it when it happened. Would it um, have helped? I got home because it was great. It yes. sounds confusing. Yes, yes, yes. I watched it last Thursday. But okay. no, it's so no, it, it, it it's totally great. Right. Because they're both like two young ladies, younger ladies. So like it works. And so now, so you know that Cage has this fucking thing in his arm. He's like imbued with like the spirit and like the stuff of like a, a god because of like the gauntlet that he has. And so now she's like, you gotta get the gauntlet. You gotta get the thing. Like out of his arm? Like it's, it's, he, like he's Thanos. Yeah, like he's Thanos. He's got a gauntlet. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought it was like, I thought it was an like implant a, too. Like a Lex Luger oh, uh, no, forearm no, no. implant mm. is what I was thinking. No, oh, yeah. no, no. So she's trying to get Katrina. She's like, if you get that gauntlet for me, then I will give you both halves of the amulet. And then you will like, for sure be able to like live forever and not be like this ghost person who's like half in the world and like half is in but is still here forever 
Anyway, it's amazing and confusing, and I love it, and it's great. And I did want to leave on something that was, like, important. Oh, and Dario Cuerto was being, like, blackmailed or otherwise manipulated by a bunch of, like, super evil demon dudes. I don't know. It's great. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> I do want to. I'm interested in what happens. Please keep us updated. Yes. Will you keep oh, us updated? I will keep you updated because I'm very excited. Great. Can we just source. bake this into the script every week, Julian, please? Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. We'll go through the looking glass together. Well, just remember who granted your wish, everybody. <laughs> Not just WWE. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Wait. Gonna, I seriously get to talk about Lucha every week. Yeah. We're going to talk about Lucha Even every week. Even if we week. just, like, give me two minutes. I'll find a I way. Mean, to, I, I can do it more succinct than this. Do we really? If I know I have it every week, I will do a Danielle's two-minute Lucha up cap. <laughs> All right. Uh, quick hits. We've seen the match a few times now. What did you think of Sasha Banks beating Nia Jax? A shot at the title. Let me just say first, I love that fucking finish so much that every attempt to move her off of the, mm-hmm. especially the Samoan drop into the DDT back to the yeah, uh, that was amazing. Back to the bank statement. Come yeah. on, come on. Incredible. Yeah. Your I wife just, is skilled. Ah, she's just Sasha. Is you know she works really really hard and she's really earned this. Mm-hmm. Um, but for reals, no, like this was a great match. Sasha, and that's one of the reasons why she's one of my wives. It's weird because it's like my wife and my side chick are having a match together. Right. It's hard. Um, it's fine. Things are good at home. So the but the thing that I love about Sasha is that she can make anyone look like a fucking superstar. I love Naya. Naya looked amazing. She did. Yeah, she's and, a good and, and I don't want to and I don't want to just give this to Sasha. Like Naya hasn't been working her ass off right. and constantly improving in her time in WWE. She clearly cares. She's clearly been working very, very hard. This is this was a great match. I could not get enough of Alexa Bliss on that fucking chair. That, that lifeguard chair? Yes. Ah. <laughs> uh, I, whoever painted it so, silver, whoever was like, nah, we gonna paint this shit, is like my favorite person in the world. <laughs> right? Alexa Bliss, she's gonna go down as one of the best fucking heel wrestlers ever, right? If she continues to have a good run and yeah. gets a little better at like the wrestling part, which is fine because like there's plenty of people who have been great at the talky-talky but not so good at the wrestle-wrestle. And she's not a bad wrestler. She doesn't botch a ton of stuff. Nope. Like, she's... She's very careful. She cheats. She's not like the best wrestler you've ever seen. No. But she's also incredibly young. She has a long career ahead of her. Yeah. I think she is going to go down because little things like that. She's another one. Like no matter what you give her, any little thing, she is going to make it out of the stratosphere. So I am so happy. I was happy uh, on Raw in general because there were a ton of clean finishes. and, And this was another one of my favorites of those on the night. And how nice is it? That she got that win in her hometown, man. Yeah. I realized. Reversed the curse, yep. man. Uh, Sell it. Speaking of women, what did you think about Mickey James getting a win over Emma? <sighs> Didn't it feel like two people, both of whom needed a win? Yes. I, and it kind of sucks that one of them had to get a win at the expense of the other. Yes. Uh, I feel like That's, Emma's... You, you took the words out of my mouth. That's em, exactly Emma's it. story is losing right now. Yeah. Emma's, her, her story is give Emma a chance, trying to drum up support getting opportunities and losing. So I feel like it serves her storyline better. And Mickey, I feel like, really needed to win because she's not doing nothing. Right. Especially, like, you bring her back out of retirement and she's right. not doing nothing. With Emma, obviously, I think that Emma's an amazing wrestler and I think that there should be way more out there for her. But, like, she was injured and then came back and then they had that thing for her and she didn't like it and it didn't work and then she went away again and blah, blah, blah. But with Mickey, it's like you bring her out of retirement to just stand around and bell bottoms and not do nothing. 
I think she's a bit of a training presence too, though, right? Yes, she'd have to be right. But she should. She. I'm surprised that she didn't put over Alexa Bliss yet because they had a ready-made story when they both came over to Raw. It was great. And they they, story. I don't think it would have derailed their plans, Mm -hmm. but if they had pushed it a month or so. You know, would have given them more time with Bailey and Sasha, right. which would have in turn allowed them to feature the entire women's division. Foxy, um, it looks like Dana Brooke might be headed to Titus Worldwide. Is that? Am I crazy? That's weird. Did I see them all together? Mm-hmm. Am I? Or am I, I? Maybe I'm not remembering. I, hmm, I like that. If that's the way they're going, I like it. Okay. You got to do something with Dana. Dana's- but that is literally like. That would just be something. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? That would be something no, that makes right, any right. kind of sense. It would just be something. No, but she needs it. I think that when it comes to Titus Brand and the great thing about the way the brand is built and the way that they've built that storyline, he can literally go up to anyone who is not a current champion and have a reason to be like, you need me. Let me build you up. He could go up to Dana and be like, where you at, girl? You're not on TV very often. There's not a lot happening. You were a fitness champion. You were an NXT. You were dominant. And what are you doing here? Titus will fix it. I, you know, I, I feel like even though there's not a strict uh, agenda to his brand, I did feel like he was associating with people who were like explicitly athletic and he kind of had a sports agent vibe. Yes. And she doesn't really fit that mold for me. What I think of her, I think of somebody who's not that coordinated. You know what I mean? Like, I, I could see, because I've seen her, like, blow a lot of spots in the ring. Like, yeah. and, and I don't yeah. know. To me, it just doesn't connect with, like, you know, displays of, of advanced athleticism that she doesn't seem to be, be in the spot she's supposed to be in a lot of the times. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Just, I don't know. I think it's it's a... It's a perception thing for me more than reality. It's just kind of how she's been positioned and what I've seen in terms of ring work. Well, that's what Mike thinks. Why don't you let us know what you think about the week in wrestling? You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash tights fights or at tights fights on Twitter. When we come back, it's time to talk about the biggest party of the summer. That's up next on Tights and Fights. The three of you enter a cave of a big red dragon and is standing over a horde of precious golden rubies. And he says, what do you do, adventurers? I'm a dragon man. I cast fire on him. It's very good. I address the red dragon to say, us, we're the hosts of The Adventure Zone, a podcast about family playing Dungeons and Dragons. Very good synergy. Commit to the bit. I, I, <laughs> I roll to charm new listeners. It is very effective <laughs> against all odds. Everybody, we're the Macroids. We host the Adventure Zones, a podcast where we play Dungeons and Dragons together. It's a comedy podcast. We don't take the rules too seriously because there's a lot of them and we did not take the time to learn them. Maybe listen to us. We come out every other Thursday on the Maximum Fun Network. You can find us on iTunes or on MaximumFun.org. I think this promo is a critical hit. <laughs> Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland, and I'm joined in the booth by... Danielle Radford. And... Michael Eagle. Every once in a while, we like to give something from the world of wrestling extra attention. This is our main event. Let's get ready to SummerSlam has become WWE's second biggest pay-per-view over the last 10 years or so. What do you both think about SummerSlam in general? Uh, Has it become more significant over time? And I, I ask that... 
uh, in part because it's what's written on this piece of paper, <laughs> but also because for I've always felt like it was more just the time of year rather than there was anything gimmicked around it to make it mm-hmm. like Survivor Series had a bigger has a bigger feel to it. Royal Rumble has a really interesting like match gimmick around it, where it's all about the Royal Rumble. Survivor Series has traditionally at and some points better than others adhere to the teams of five that mm. strive to survive or teams of four that don't want to be shown the door <laughs> or or whatever it is. SummerSlam is just, well, it's been about it's been almost six months since WrestleMania, so let's have a big show here. Do you feel like it still has the same significance or the significance that it should have? See, for me it's like my favorite pay-per-view of the year. Okay. When I'm watching WrestleMania, I recognize that like some of it is about wrestling, but most of it is about celebrating the idea of wrestling once a year. It is a birthday party to wrestling on television. Okay. So some of it is, again, about like the actual wrestling, and some of it is just like, here's a tribute to wrestling. And I'm okay with that. Partially because I know SummerSlam is coming where there will actually be like some fucking good wrestling and some great matches. And now the way that they've set that weekend up where you hit, you get a takeover and you get SummerSlam. Now, right. to be fair, takeovers are usually better than SummerSlam. Yes. And that does SummerSlam such a disservice. <laughs> um it's just a bummer, but it just is what it is, I guess. But for me, like the whole SummerSlam weekend, as a fan of both parties in wrestling, I look more forward to SummerSlam. Mike? I have in my head just like the classic 88, 92 kind of like this big SummerSlam advertisements and how that was one of the original four. And those used to be mm-hmm. really, really uh, big matches. So like. That kind of always carries forward in my memory, same as like WrestleMania. Um, To me, it's been more consistently a special pay-per-view than Survivor Series, for instance. Mm. Because Survivor Series, to me, has sometimes felt like a gimmick that they've had to restructure storylines around in a way that felt very artificial. Like, right. like kind of how they have to do for like Hell in a Cell mm. and like those, the, the newer pay-per-views like yeah. that. Table, Res- ladders, chairs, stairs. Right. Planes, trains, automobiles. For SummerSlam, it feels like to me they typically ramp up issues and and make things feel a little bit more important just in a regular storyline sense, similar to WrestleMania, how they build things to it. And I feel like especially this year, they like a lot of storylines have been built up to this WrestleMania to put these things on display, and it feels important. And I think that there is something being added by them continuing to put it in Brooklyn because then you have that New York mm. crowd mm-hmm. that gives it this, you know, like this special kind of smarky edge and, and they have to be aware of that. As, I mean, they clearly are aware of that as a company. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that makes for a really unique kind of energy too where you have the takeover and then SummerSlam and then the Raw after. Where I think that weekend it's becoming very much like WrestleMania Junior. So you touched on something interesting there, which is the the idea of these smarky fans coming in. I think a lot of people might say that SummerSlam of the big four certainly is most geared towards giving hardcore fans what they want. Yes. Whether it's John Cena getting destroyed by Brock Lesnar, <laughs> Daniel Bryan winning, uh, winning clean over John Cena. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you agree with? And do you think it should be happening at SummerSlam versus happening at... WrestleMania, given what you've said, Danielle, that, that that's more like a celebration and creating entertaining and memorable moments rather than the greatest wrestling show you've ever seen. WrestleMania is for the world. 
<laughs> SummerSlam is for us. If okay. that makes sense. Yeah. Like, like, I don't think that that's a bad thing necessarily. Summer, uh, WrestleMania is, as I said, it's a party. It's also an advertisement. It's also... WrestleMania is meant to be easy for people. They know that WrestleMania is the only pay-per-view that a lot of people watch every year. Right. A lot of people, they just watch WrestleMania. And not even like lapsed fans. A lot of people are like, it's the same as the Super Bowl. Casual people. Yeah, casual folks will be like, hey, I want to watch, you know... Oh, WrestleMania is happening. We'll have a party. It'll be fun. Everyone will make food and we'll watch WrestleMania. Um, Even if you're not necessarily into wrestling, you'll do that. And they know that. And so they cater to that. And that's cool. And that's great. Um, I have nothing. I'm never going to be one of those filthy casuals. I don't care. Right. Right. Filthy? People call them filthy. It's a a gaming term. Filthy casual. Filthy casual. Mm. Interesting. but Russ, but SummerSlam feels like it, it. It's got a lot of that same feeling, but it's a thing that's like, it's the meat, right? And it's we get the dessert of WrestleMania, with all of the things that come with WrestleMania. Um, it's weird that they do dessert first, but that's fine. <laughs> you get dessert, but this is like your meat. This is your meat and your potatoes and your fucking broccoli. Like okay. this is the shit that sustains you. So, Danielle, you you already said this is your favorite of the year. Yes. Mike, where does it rank for you? Um, because remember, in every every year, just imagine every year there's fifty pay per views. The WWE. <laughs> imagine in a world. I don't think we have to world. imagine, do we? That's literally. I mean, what? It's twenty pay per views a year now, right? Mm-hmm. Something like that. <sighs> Yike. Where does it rank for you? Is it towards the top? It's towards the top for sure, because of the attention they give to storylines, and because it's in front of that crowd. I feel like I can look forward to it in a way where you can't be that sure that something exciting or interesting is going to happen at most of them. Mm-hmm. I feel like here there are some factors that are kind of naturally built in. Yeah, that puts it in an upper echelon for me, for sure. Right up there with, I would say, WrestleMania first, Rumble second, maybe SummerSlam third. I can't think of anything else I would solidly put in front of it. Mm-hmm. I would probably switch Mania and Rumble, but I would probably mm-hmm. rank them the same, too. Because SummerSlam is, again, it's like the stuff that we talk about that we want to happen. It seems like it happens there more than anywhere else. Yep. And it's a great wrap-up. You know, you always have interesting summer feuds, and mm-hmm. it's like a good to see them pay off there. And you get the launch of the new stories that will take you through, yep. essentially, to Survivor Series when they'll reset again towards Rumble and Mania. And it is a special time of the year, booking wise, because they're not getting too much competition from other sports. Yes. Yeah. And um, you know, it's really usually is their time to start putting forward who they think the next stars will be and try to make them at SummerSlam. Yeah. Um, let's go around and just very quickly take turns throwing out some top SummerSlam moments. So you had one there, Danielle? Man, there's so many good ones, but I think you have to talk about John Cena getting fucking suplexed a million times, right? Yep. Like you have to, that's one of my top ones. Okay. If for nothing else than like, as bored as we might be with like the Brock Lesnar mythos at this point, like... That was the point where we were like, oh, fuck, something different and special and weird is happening. Yeah, I'll add to that with another Brock moment, which is SummerSlam 2002, when The Rock essentially anointed him Mm -hmm. by putting him over as the the undisputed champion. Mm -hmm. Mike? I'm thinking, if I'm correct, it's 92, the Wembley Stadium with... um, with Davy Boy and uh, Bret Hart, yeah, like that. That was a match. One of those matches where, like, as a child, I was just completely uh, enthralled and just that like, captivated by that match. 
Yeah, for sure. Very quickly, before we wrap this segment up, it looks like the show is probably going to be overstuffed again. Last year was, what, six hours total of wrestling between SummerSlam and TakeOver? That was the first show where they killed us, I think. Do you feel prepared for it now? Well, see, I want to say yes, but what that means is I'm planning on not watching the pre-show, which is apparently going to have a bunch of important-ass matches on it that I'm not going to see until the next day. Oh, you're watching that pre-show. I never, I don't, I don't even bother with it. I think you have to, though. I do not bother with pre-show. Not, like, not on the night of. Because I can't, I cannot give them six hours. I can't give them six. I just can't. There's too much other shit to do. I have a child. You have a child. You got kids. My God. You got a kid. (laughs) <laughs> I right. um I usually go to parties and that makes it better because yeah. then it's like it's six hours but it's also like I'm hanging with my buds so yeah I didn't get an invite you didn't get an invite I didn't get an invite well it's not my but you wanna do you wanna come I don't, I don't know. know since I didn't get an invite I don't know if I wanna come <laughs> yeah busy mm. We're practically neighbors. I, yes, true. We don't watch it together. We have not. You know what? We don't talk outside of the <laughs> outside of the studio. <laughs> we do through emails and t- we have a group text. Our, our group text. I hung out with lit. both of y'all this weekend. Separately. Thank you. Like, what are you talking about? But separately, yeah. it was great. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, separately. Oh, you ain't shit. <laughs> that's right. Well, I'm getting my own place soon, and I uh, will not. I, there will be um, no wives or children. It will just be me. So we can okay. have, we can do things. You mean no wives and children allowed? Is that what you mean? No, they can come, but oh, okay. I just mean like it's not, I'm not, we're not disturbing anyone. I Hanging see. out with your glasses pack? Your glasses pack! Where are my glasses right now? I know. Oh. <laughs> your glasses now. I wasn't there, dun, but I was dun. there in spirit. You were there in spirit. In heart. And you guys both rocked it. I know you did. Yeah. It's there. It was fun. Too bad you weren't at Angel City Brewery, everybody. Should have been there. But Sold out. A like, lot of it. Yeah, basically. it's... Don't worry. Don't worry. We'll be there live someday. And you can hear us. We'll be on the we'll be on the uh, JJ Go podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, they taped it. Yeah, you gotta yeah. listen to it when that comes out. We'll let you know. It's gonna be awesome. And a couple of you were there, and we too sweeted, and that was great. Yeah, thank you for coming to support Mike and Danielle. And kind of uh, one of my rap awesome. shows. I'm going on tour yeah. uh, next month. I'm, really? I'm gonna be by nice. you. I'm gonna be by you. Go, go when I'm by you. Go. I'm gonna be by you. Go to MikeEagle.net and look at where I'm by you and come to my show. Buy a ticket right now. Listen, thing. I want to get this out right now in, in the podcast. I know we're running over, but we're putting stuff over next. We'll, that'll be quick. Uh, I'm gonna be at Dragon Con. Oh yeah, you are. And I'm doing a a panel with my buddy Aaron Fever mm. from Ireland, who is also a member. He listens to the show. He's a member of the Nation of Conversations All on the right. group. And apparently, the uh, we're doing a panel where we do like a Royal Rumble. We pull thirty wrestling topics and talk about them like two minutes each. Wow! But it was named without my knowledge or consent. It was called Tights and Fights. So I'm going right now to say this is not canon. That you're <laughs> going to come to see. Well, and to be fair, I didn't know when I was I was invited to yes, go. Yes. Yes. Um, I was invited to go. I did not know if I would have that weekend free. Right. Um, which but is in a the bummer. Because yeah, in the future. I will go. In the future, be there, then we can, yeah, then we'll do it. But you should come see it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Now we've all plugged stuff. Yeah. Julian, you got anything? Uh, if anybody wants to go to, God, I don't even know what it's called, but that podcast festival that's happening <laughs> in Anaheim, I'm going to be a speaker <laughs> there. So, hey. Yeah. Awesome. yeah, yeah, you're talking about diversity in podcasting, aren't you? Yeah, that's one of my wheelhouses. If anybody wants to come, come hang out. It'll, oh, uh, uh, freaking. Who's going to be there? Conrad and... Con- uh, Conrad and, and Bruce Pritchard, and Pritchard will, be, will there. be there. Yeah, they're up for an award. I'll probably go try and say hi to them or something. Please oh, do. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Should you, see if you can get him to do a drop of saying, uh, this is Bruce Pritchard, and you're listening to, like, the two of them together. Yeah, that, that'll cost Conrad. 50 bucks. I don't got that kind of money. I'll, I'll donate. Uh, yeah, same here. <laughs> Worth it. Yeah. 
Anyway. <laughs> when is when is that podcast thing in Anaheim? Uh, it's uh, next Wednesday. I'm speaking on Thursday. Oh, it's called Podcast Movement. I well, you know. You know. You know when it is. Yeah. You know, you get podcasts. <laughs> anyway, let us know what you think about SummerSlam at Facebook.com. And podcast. <laughs> Facebook.com slash group slash tights fights and at tights fights on Twitter. When we come back, it's time for three more things we've loved from wrestling. That's up next on Tights and Fights. Hey, Max Fun fans. It's me, Jesse, the owner of Maximum Fun. I've got a question for you. Will you help us make our shows better? We wanted to find a way to find out what the Max Fun community thinks about our shows. So we started something called the Max Fun Listener Panel. Basically, you subscribe to a podcast feed, and twice a month or so, roughly speaking, we'll send you an episode of a show and instructions on how to fill out a quick survey about what you think about that show. Ten questions. Nothing too crazy. You'll be hearing existing shows that we're thinking about making changes to. Secret pilots of shows that we're developing that you'll only hear this way. Uh, Shows we're considering adding to the network. And what you think about them really matters to us. So to join the panel, it's easy. Just go to MaximumFun.org slash listener panel. That's MaximumFun.org slash listener panel. Thanks for helping make Max Fun better. Tyson Bites Podcast. Tyson Bites. Welcome back to Tyson Fights. I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by Danielle Radford and Michael Eagle. Every week we end the show by sharing some of the joy of pro wrestling with you. This is the three count. <laughs> That was like a four out of ten. That was really yeah, good. Yeah, it was a little one. You're just a little baby. Little baby. Little bubble harble. Oh, that wasn't me. That, that was delightful. Bubble harble. Book this man. Wow. Book this man. Please. Competition. Great. <laughs> now Mike's going to get all those jobs. <laughs> just being you as a baby. <laughs> just being me as a baby. It's Baby Hal the series. Give me the book. <laughs> Danielle, you're up first. Outside of that impression, what are you going to put over? Shit. So, um, WWE did a thing. And yes, guys, we are going to talk about G1. I promise, I promise, I promise. We'll talk about it. I um, might not. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will. We're going to talk heel, about it. damn it. <laughs> I am going to talk about it. I promise, I promise, I promise. I've been really busy trying to make a move happen and a bunch of other dumb shit. That made me money. So I am putting over WWE sent out CFO dollar sign who I um, have been informed is two people. I think it's two people. I, I don't know if I'm people. right. It okay. seems like it's two people. So they sent out DF, uh, CFO dollar sign and and Langland Jr. and they had them do Shinsuke's theme acoustically, um, but you know the kind of like that that MTV unplugged where it's like, well, you're plugged in. I can see the amps. But they did it acoustically all around um, New York and Brooklyn. And it was amazing. Um, uh, Lee England Jr. is like perched on shit and like balancing on stuff and still being able to play an instrument because he's a better person than I am. And then CFO Dollar Sign, the first is playing guitar and then CFO Dollar Sign, the second is playing like drums. And anyway, it's amazing. And here it is.
I ever uh, have another partner, if we ever decide to get married, this is the fucking song I'm coming out to. You're going to do Shinsuke Fingers while this you're walking version, down the aisle? I, I mean, yeah. yes. Yes, I am. You're going to turn to your husband and do the come here Shinsuke yes. Fingers? Yes. This, th- this is what's happening. Looks like you're being um, electrocuted. <laughs> so whomever it is, um, I'm going to get a dress so I can do the thing, and I'll be in shape by then. I've been, uh, I've been working out. Um, with young hot Briley, so I'll be in, <laughs> I'll be in shape by then. Um, I'll be able to do the thing where I lean all the way back. I used to be, I could do it before. I can do it again. Um, so yeah, that, I'm putting that over because it's amazing. When you can find it on the YouTube's. Perfect. La la la. I'm sorry. Um. So Baron Corbin tried to cash his deal in. His deal did not work because he got rolled up by the gender. And uh, there was another money in the bank or former money in the bank cash in her named Seth Rollins, mm. who cashes in successfully to win the belt of WrestleMania. And they, ESPN happened to be interviewing him at the time when Baron Corbin's failed cash in happened. And they posted this great little tiny video of what his reaction was. And there aren't any <laughs> words in this, so you are going to have to go see it. But this is what it sounds like. Yeah, you got to go check that out because yeah, that's face, not us. That's Seth. The faces yeah. that go with that noise are fucking priceless. <laughs> oh <laughs> wow! Well, uh, for any of you that are wondering what happened to the fashion police now that Fashion Peaks has ended and they're coming back in two weeks, why not enjoy them on Talk Is Jericho? They gave a really fun backstage interview. I don't know where the mic was placed because Jericho sounds like he's in another room. <laughs> people interviews his his it sounds like garbage at some point towards the end and i'm good i'm just gonna say this is dango who's doing it somebody like opens up uh nestle's crunch bar but <laughs> right against the mic <laughs> so uh but th- that aside it is a really really fun interview and i thought it was interesting to hear them talk about how those fashion file segments uh are shot so here's a clip of that Let's talk about the fashion files where I noticed that you put the pictures up on the wall. And yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. How do you guys, did that just think, let me just try this, or how do you get that? That's actually one of my favorite parts, and yeah. uh, it's kind of one of those things where it just happens, and when we show up, like, they've they've put all these subtle little Easter eggs in, and we show up, and we'll just stare at the board for a while and be like, oh, that's fine. That's, that's cool. <laughs> Chris, I love you. I'm a huge fan. I enjoy your podcast. I enjoy all your work. If you want... I'll happily tell you the gear that I travel with <laughs> that is small and portable. It's not super heavy, so you'll be able to carry it around, and it will sound so much better. I promise you. I think he's just so using his iPhone. Show. It sounds like when I record my set. Either that or like a I, Zoom H6 I that's think, just yeah, he's, put he's, down on a table. He's using an omnidirectional room mic, Yeah, but he's using it incorrectly because he is sitting on it. <laughs> it, is, it is in his b-hole? Yes, it is in his butt. <laughs> Don't put it in your butt, but listen to, that whole, to uh, your listen to that interview. Listen to that interview straight from b-hole. I'm, and I'm listening to Naomi now, uh, and that one's pretty interesting so far. <sighs> I love her so much. But anyway, that does it for Tights and Fights. We are a podcast on the Maximum Fun Network. 
This week, our hosts are Daniel Radford and Mike Eagle, along with me, Hal Lublin. Our producer is the millennial man, Julian Burrell. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music as well. We're putting him over for that. Keep up with us all week long at facebook.com slash group slash tightsfights and at tightsfights on Twitter. And if you love the show, remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts and share us with all your friends. Thank you so much to all the Maximum Fund members who have chosen our show to be one of the beneficiaries of their donation. You're helping to keep the lights on for this podcast. And we'll be back next week for even more, you guessed it, wrestling. Tights and Bites Podcast. Tights and Bites. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.